Hey, everybody, it's Dooner. Check out our first audio-exclusive bonus episode of Put That Coffee Down. Hey, this is one we've had in the archives, been sitting on it, recorded on March 12th. Kevin Hill flies solo during this interview on Freight Tech Sales with Curtis Triver, Head of Customer Development at Parade AI. Enjoy. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expensive, because when is expensive? I got expensive, because when is expensive? I've been reading all the work. And I've been shutting down the stars. Yeah, but when it rains and it pours. Yeah, and I'm ready for some more. Yeah. Hi, and welcome to this special episode of Put That Coffee Down. I'm Kevin Hill. I'm joined here today with Curtis Schreiber from Parade. How are you doing today, Curtis? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Very good. This is a special episode because we're going to talk about freight tech sales, which is a little bit different from freight sales, right? So so basically, if you're a freight broker or asset-based carrier, you're always calling on shippers, yep. trying to move goods. But this is on the other side of it. This is on the freight tech side, selling into freight brokerages, selling into asset-based uh, carriers. And 3PLs, 4PLs. And we both have freight brokerage backgrounds. We're yep. freight brokers. We, we both, you're selling freight tech right now. Uh, I, I guess I still am kind of selling freight tech, you know, with, with carrierless and, and freight waves now. So uh, we're, we're going to go look at some of the challenges, some of the most common objections that, that we run into okay. uh, when we're selling technology services into to brokerages and uh, asset based carriers. But first, we always do a 30-second elevator pitch. So I'm going to put you on the clock. It's elevator sound. It's timed at 30 seconds. All right. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm Curtis with Parade. Parade is a digital capacity management platform built for freight brokerages, and we specifically focus on the carrier sales side of the organization. Very good. That's it. Nice and sweet. I like it. I like it. That's very good. Very good. So let, let's go back into a little bit of your background, your freight brokerage yeah. uh, back, background. You own your own yeah, freight that's, brokerage. That's correct. So I, I kind of came into the industry very untraditionally um, when I was actually uh, an air traffic controller for the United States Air Force. Oh, wow. Yeah, about halfway through my career. Um, we had a lot of time. I had a lot of free time on my hands. Uh, we only worked specific hours, usually at night or on the weekends. And so I had like Monday through Friday kind of very open to explore you know, something, right? And I'm mm-hmm. not the person that usually takes up like fishing as a hobby. So you took up freight as a hobby? Uh, freight brokers as a hobby. Oh, right? wow. And I, and I learned it, right? So I, I learned it from a guy, uh, you know, just kind of in my free time. And I said, hey, this is an interesting business. Um, and I specifically saw a niche within the freight brokers that was sort of underserved at the time, in my opinion. But what did I know, right? I didn't have like CH experience or something like that prior. Um, and so I had, a, we had the niche of like, there are customers that want power-only services, meaning they've got loaded trailers or a lot of manufacturers are coming off the line with brand new trailers. And so uh, when I saw that niche, I said, I think I can start a small firm, you know, that serves this niche. And, and later on, we expanded, right? So when that started off, you know, me and my brother said, let's give this thing a go. Let's learn to move freight. He's a former, uh, he's, he comes from finance, right? Stock brokerage. So he understands, you know, high velocity buy sell. Um, he's also got kind of that financial background. Uh, I've got operations background uh, and we're identical twins. So it was yin and yang. Let's make this thing together. Um, so we ran that brokerage from 2012 um, to about 2018. Um, and, you know, it did really well. It still exists today. Uh, some of the guys that were, were working at the firm, they now own it and they run it still. Um, so that was how, how we got started there. In 2018, um, we had an interesting 
interesting year in 2018 in freight brokers. We all understand. We all remember how that was a great year. Yeah, I mean, it was you know high spot, high margins, but you know on the contract side, it was, everything was falling apart, right? So it was just it was a lot going on at once. And during that same time, we had a TM a TMS vendor for our uh, for our freight brokerage, and and we really looked at the, the the platform that we were using. And my brother, he said, hey, this isn't that cool. It does accounting, it handles commissions and like builds load, like rate confirmations at the end of the day and, and has some tracking and, and some mm-hmm. other like really, you know, fundamental features. He said, I think I can build this. I was like, okay, well, give it a shot. You know, you have my blessing. I'll run the company and you take the next however many months you need. And, and so inside of like two months, he had a, a really functional product that wasn't, it wasn't a TMW, it wasn't a McLeod but it got the job done and it was better than the platform that we were currently using at the time. Um, it had accounting, it had commissions, it had, you know, some very mediocre matching, you know, just got the job mm-hmm. done. Um, and, and during that time we said, okay, well, this is going to be our platform to start solving some of these like weird problems that we have within freight brokerage, which is like carrier sales is hard. Uh, matching carriers is difficult. We hate, you know, we don't hate load boards, but we understand the negative, you know, mm-hmm. uh, effect of the them. limitations. Yeah, the limitations where we weren't, we didn't have any, you know, core, we had core relationships, but it was, you know, one out of 20 carriers was a core person in our book of business. And th- from there, we thought about this problem and, you know, stars aligned. And I got, I got to meet the guys that founded Parade, uh, Anthony, Preet, and Tony. And they wanted to solve the same thing, but they were coming from a different background, very, you know, Cal Berkeley grads, machine learning, big data. And they, with their skills, said, if we can use our knowledge to solve some of these problems and marry, you know, our knowledge with some guys that have been in the trench, you know, about the same age that are also kind of shooting for the mm-hmm. same North Star, I think this could work. Right? Yeah. And so that transition to, you know, exiting the brokerage and coming into freight tech for uh, full time, right? And the North Star of solving some of these operational challenges that I had and that some other uh, brokerages have. So I have a question. I, I think it's a very interesting question. So I think the listeners out there will will, will enjoy it is yeah. what did you learn about sales being an entrepreneur? Um, that it's all on you to make sales, right? So yes. it's, it's do or die, right? Yes. There is no, I missed the mark. Um, cause then the lights are off. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly right. You, you have the pressure. Yeah. And you have pressure, but a lot of the, the external pressure uh, about working, uh, for someone else kind of, it falls off your shoulders Yeah, and it's all up to you, which is a tense pressure, but I, I think it's better stress. Um, would you agree with that? I, I would agree, right? So there, there are moments, even in my entrepreneur, like you know, you know, in the early days, when you know there was the pressure of we have to make money this month, or that's it, right? And so, in in my eyes, I said, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes, right? I'm going to go out, I'm going to get a new customer, I'm going to make good margin when I do get the customer. I'm not taking losers. I only need winners right now, and so it was like laser focused yes. on the goal. I see the opposite effect in like other sales orgs or even like carrier sales orgs where when they take a loser or when somebody doesn't hit their mark, it's like, well, there's always next month. There is. There's always next month. Yep. It's it's kind of not my not my problem, not my responsibility. Right. I made it through this. Yeah. Um, but it, when it when you're an entrepreneur and it all is on your shoulders, yep. man, you are so laser focused and it's such a good feeling, actually. It is. because I love it. Because more often than not, and I don't, maybe your experience is different, 
But I would say every time I was in that situation, and it, and it wasn't every month, but like occasionally here and there, oh, yeah. you would you would kind of like get complacent a little bit, and then you'd be very humbled, and it was time to get laser focused. Every time we came out on the other side, okay. Yes. Just because it was like hunker down, you know, go back to basics, do what you do best, go, you know, sell customers, make margin, and you were fine. And then that's uh, those are the qualities of a great salesperson, right? Right. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be this this huge outgoing person, or right. uh, you have to be people oriented, but you don't have to be an extrovert. You just have that have that laser focus and be able to match uh, solutions. I think that you you mentioned like it doesn't take a certain type of person, and I think that that's I I was just just thinking about this myself. You know, am I you know am I the right salesperson? And I've been watching like a lot of podcasts about other salespeople in other industries, and like what I have noticed is you'll look at you know ten guys next to each other, and they're not really the same guy, but they always say the same stuff. You know, put in the work, get a process, make your process better, iterate, handle objections. You know better than you did last time, that sort of thing. They're always doing like these same oh, yes. things. And it doesn't, you know, not all of them is the Jordan Belfort that you, you think of when you think of a sales guy, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the expert on, can I sell you this pen type of thing? It's just how they handle the the, the iterative process of getting yeah, better every the, time. They, they own their process. Yep. They iterate. And the, there's a great freedom when you own that sales process. Yeah, it's I, not I, being shoved down your throat, mm-hmm. and you might not agree with it, or you might that not, might not be your style. To define your own style, your own process, and be able to 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 really go with it, iterate with it, because you you don't have the luxury of things not working. No, you do <laughs> not. <laughs> you do not have that luxury. Even in even in right now, my world today, I still don't have those luxuries. You like, don't <laughs> in the startup startup world as well. You yeah. don't have those luxuries. You're on a timer. You right? are. <laughs> you have runway, and you're on a timer, exactly. and you better iterate. Right. You you, know, you better find that process, and that process you find today, which is very important, might not be the same process you need next week. And I will say that firsthand. Like you know, when we started in 2018, we were selling one product uh, that solved a specific challenge. You build a product process to sell into that. And then as you iterate and grow the product, add features, find new use cases, all of a sudden you're selling into to new problems, which isn't the same sales process, not the same. So you've got to be able to adapt, especially in the startup world, because my engineers are not going to stop building products. And, you know, my CEO is not going to stop solving problems. Like I have to be on that train to like yes. keep iterating and not, you know, slow down. And, and I don't find understand. the solution the customer needs. Yeah. Or the, the, the narrative, yep. right? Yep. You know, the engineers are building the solution, but you have to come with the narrative of why the, the customer needs it. Yep. And yeah. I, I think that uh, speaking to that, I just spent three days with a customer uh, out on the operations floor. And, you know, we're in our shell in San Francisco, like under our little rock. Mm-hmm. And we think that we're solving problems by implementing X, Y, and Z. And we are. But just coming out to the customer, coming go, going and saying, okay, are we doing it? Well, yes, but we also have these other kind of problems. And I get to, you know, I learned so much over the past three days that I get to take back to them and say, guys, we're missing opportunity on some of these other challenges. And, and that's, that's really the, 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 the fine art of, we had a, a podcast a couple weeks ago on the art of the objections. Right? Oh, right, right, right. But, exactly, yeah. right. And, and it's, it's hard as a new rep or, or someone that, that doesn't have that, that firsthand experience overcoming certain objections. Yeah. But when you're in the trenches, you know what those objections are. Yep. And you've solved, you, you don't handle them. You've solved the, the, the 
issues. Yep. We streamlined it, and you can take that out to your next call, yep. your next discovery call. Yep. And you have examples and stories, and and you can and basically address things before they even come up later on down the right. road because you know that this is something that's going to be on their mind. Or, or just be able to empathize when you do hear that, exactly. right? Be able to empathize and have that solution ready for yes. it, right? Yes, and if you don't have it, to d- have those wheels spinning to, to create that solution, yeah. uh, because that's what, and that's just objections or, or, there's a fine line too between objections and buying questions. That's true. That's true. You know? you know, sometimes an objection is really just the uh, them begging for you know you to dig a little deeper and find what's really going on. Exactly right. right. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's true. Very good. Uh, so uh, let's talk about some of the objections that you hear in freight tech and kind of okay. the, the most common objection we were talking before we got in the booth. Something that we both face is that I always you know I, I don't know if I can get my guys to use this. Yeah, and that's that's something because, we get a lot. Right? Yeah, because uh, you know, if you're selling technology, you are changing the workflow of how it's always been done. You're right, or or you're just adding one more tool to already a very like dense set of tools that people sort of know how to use, and now I'm going to sort of know how to use something else. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's very challenging. So so we get that objection a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the it's the objection of, well, in my you know. X platform, TMS, whatever it is, we've got certain similar like features and we don't use it today. And I think from like the top, I completely empathize with that objection. I, I do mean, too. It makes sense. I've owned a freight brokerage. I know how busy the the carrier reps or the sales reps are. Like they have a, a North Star and it's not always following your exact process that you laid out. It's like, well, we've got freight to move or whatever the case, right? You, you have those those 90 loads we were talking about yeah. or, or 10 loads or 10 loads per rep that they walk in. It has to be covered today. Yeah, because the, the, the problem for like their metric is if they don't get moved, they didn't do their job. Mm-hmm. But if they, you know, if they, if they don't get moved and like they they have this other looming goal, like that they have to do. So it's like, Hey, why didn't you do all this new stuff or learn or use these new tools that I gave you? Well, boss, I had 90 loads to move. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair. Right. So I know. Right. So I think that we we get that objection. um, And what I think the actual objection is, is at the top, we have these problems at the bottom, I don't know how to convey like solutions down to my floor to, to one, bring these problems to light, but then also find solutions because they're, they're just, he- they're, they're butting heads. Right? Yes. Um, so like in our world specifically, we're focused on carrier sales. Mm-hmm. Our, our whole goal is we want to take a carrier sales rep and give him the right tools so he can execute on his job. We want him to book more loads per day, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. So the problem that we look at when we walk into a brokerage is they've got a process to book a load or, or to, it's actually not even to book a load. It's more, Hey, carrier rep, I want you to build dedicated capacity. Here's the, here's how you source. Here's how you, you do all of these steps to do that. Well, they're focused on booking same day freight, which is not sourcing. No, it's, it's not, it's, it's putting out fires. It's, it's putting out fires yeah, one yeah. right after the other. But, but this, uh, this, uh, a, a very big part of most brokerages, those same day loads. Well, I mean, you start with 90 and then you have 23 add-ins through the day. And mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just it never yeah, stops, right? It, it doesn't. It's just a, uh, it's a, you're in a hurricane every day as right. a carrier salesperson. Exactly. So, so when we get that objection, what I think what's actually happening is at the top, we have this problem and we don't know how to fix it. So we start to build processes that we think will work. And like, for instance, the last three days, what I found was that the process that they have makes sense. 
But when I took that process and I walked onto the floor, I very quickly realized that, oh, I see that this process, yes, it makes sense to anybody that understands freight brokerage. But when I go out to the floor, I need to flip it up on its head. If Mm -hmm. we're going to be moving same day freight, then we need to find solutions to not only help that person do same day freight, but also help him turn same day freight, same day bookings uh, into more long strategic capacity. And like, personally, I think that's an oversight on our end. I've booked Mm -hmm. freight before. I know what that means, but getting back into the trench. So now when I, you know, back to this objection, Mm -hmm. now kind of going back to this objection, I've done the research, I've sat down and I've walked through this entire thing. So the objection now, I've got an, an, uh, tools to go back to customers or when that comes up again, you know, hey, let's go through your process. Okay, let me tell you what I've experienced out on the floor. Get them to agree, which they most likely will. Okay, great. Now that we agree that this is the actual pain, here's the solution. We're going to do X, Y, and Z, which is a combination of operational fl- uh, structure on your end combined with a little bit of technology mm-hmm. and now we're solving problems and we've got this person and this person all on the same page to all work towards that new north star. Yeah, so you need to get everybody involved. For sure. For, from from the guys on the floor to the, you know and and that's a, it's a tough challenge. It is. But but if you know it going in it makes it well, who, a little bit easier to to coordinate all that. Well, who has the most time to be involved really? I mean like obviously your executives are very busy. Mhm. But they're not putting out minute-to-minute fire. Carrier sales guys are, are pretty busy, or they should be very busy. They right? are. They are. Every single one of them. I, I know, right? And <laughs> I, if, I if they're not, the... then then your sales, you yeah. have a problem in sales, right? right. And it kind of goes to the, the second uh, big objection, right? Right. Is that there, you know, a, a lot of freight brokerages and, and basically carriers too, that they have several major problems that, like, that they would like to solve. Right. Okay. Right. Can they solve them all at the same time? Even if they're they're not necessarily completely connected, okay, um, yeah. But but it's that decision making of what's most important, right? We're talking about TMS updates. Yep, exactly. So right? that, that's another challenge we face, mm-hmm. right? It's you know, hey, uh, Curtis, love your technology, love what you're doing. This is going to be a, a game changer for us. But okay, what's what's next for this? We're yes. undergoing a TMS update that's going to take nine months. Okay, I get that. It doesn't make smart business sense to spend, you know, X amount today and then have to maybe potentially mm-hmm. redo it, like whatever the, the process is on that, that technology side, like whether the uh, vendor, not us, but maybe the TMS vendor has to go back and do like a second implementation for, for whatever reason. Like that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, but not necessarily connected with the problem that we're solving because in the next nine months, you still have to move freight and your carrier reps are still going to be busy they're still gonna be mm-hmm. trying to build relationships and doing all the things you've asked so yeah it's the same hurdle that i you know a, a lot of times because they're trying to solve one problem over here yep and you know so say careless is, is something addresses something else but right. all their focus is over here but of course you have to source carriers you have to build that 100 percent. you know you, you can't wait six months to if you need to if you need capacity right now, mm-hmm. or if you need to source, or if you need tools, you need to do that right now. But, but a lot of times, you know, it's hard to split your focus. Yeah, and you do have to kind of solve one problem at a time if if you're a freight broker. So it's like dancing around that, and you know, I, I think accepting that that you're going to take a longer sell cycle. 
and sometimes for, and for I mean, me it, it, it happens right yeah. like, and, and i'm okay with that mm-hmm. right because in our i you know i feel like in our industry it's already pretty small when you look at like the total addressable market we're not selling to you know the masses we're not b2c globally right so mm-hmm. like our sales are always pretty strategic it's always getting into and we kind of go back to like you know s- selling freight tech versus like uh, uh selling freight sales for example a freight sale you're in the mix with a customer potentially for up to a year because contracts and RFPs drop. Mm-hmm. If I talk to these people in February, June, whatever, I'm probably not getting in the mix until November for a start date of January, right? Yes. So in tech, it, it's very similar where our solution is not something, and, and carrierless, you log into it, you have access very quickly. Ours is not like that. So our sales cycle is longer because we do have to make sure that the implementation, the integration, they're ready technically. And then we have to, you know, go over operationally. Are, are they ready? Um, and, and that takes six, could take yeah. six months. It could, you know, so. So I have a, another question here for you. Let's say, uh, what, what's your advice for, let's say, freight brokers out there mm-hmm. who are looking to make the move into kind of a freight tech company? And kind of the, the skills that are transferable and, and new ones that you don't think you, you might need until you start on the ground running. This is a, this is a really good question. So I'll, I'll give you like a let, – let, let's do it. Let's, the first answer I'm going to give is like moving from um, let's say maybe a, a, a standard brokerage that you're at today to going into like more of a digital brokerage. Right. Okay. And then we'll go into like freight tech sales, I think. So there's this is a conversation that I had with a, a friend of mine earlier in the week or last week, actually, where you have a, a carrier sales rep that's in, let's say, working for ABC brokerage. They got them a cloud TMS. They're doing very standard operations. Mm-hmm. And then you get you get hired to Uber Freight. OK. Same company. Right. They still move freight. Mm-hmm. But their platform is definitely different, is, is certainly different. Right. So the conversation I was having with a, with a friend of mine was. Well, how do these people? How do these people transition from the old way of business to the new way of business, and, and do they last? And the answer was no. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. And so when they started Uber Freight, he said a lot of people were at other firms, like the the older firms, uh, legacy firms, mm-hmm. if you will. They transferred over, but the com- compensation structure was not around how many loads did you book, how much large margin did you mm-hmm. make. It was, hey, carrier rep, how many carriers did you sell to use our app? How many carriers did you sell to use the digital booking automation pieces of yeah. our software? And that is fundamentally different than selling a load. Fundament, yeah, so that is fundamentally different. Like you are selling a carrier on tools, which is sort of like SaaS sales. I mean, you're it is. selling a carrier to use this new SaaS product where they can book freight or, or whatever the case is, right? That, 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 is, that is much different. So... What I, the reason why I say why, why I bring that up is, you know, if you're on the uh, freight freight sales side, for example, and you're trying to make the transition to sell freight tech, it's not the same. You know, you're, you're coming over to the other side of the business, and you're actually turning around, talking to customers, and you're trying to explain to these people, you know, kind of like the business case for change here. Hey, I know that your business is 250 million dollars in revenue. I know that you've got 80, you know, great carrier reps and all these great account managers, and you guys are doing awesome work. Now I've got to somehow get this customer thinking about a much larger issue and have them understand, hey, if we install this technology, here are like the impacts and the results of, of after the fact. And sometimes that's really, really challenging. It's it, a no it brainer to, to like a guy like me or mm-hmm. to, you know, to like you, like these are no brainers, right? But you've got to now somehow 
get these other folks involved. And, and I would say it's a no-brainer to me and you right now. In I, this it, room, right? In this room, you know. <laughs> yes. I, when we first started in Freight yeah. Tech, yeah. I don't know if it was a no-brainer or not, especially for me. Maybe, yeah. You you, know? So I what mean, do you mean? Like when, when you started, so when you transitioned to CarrierList, uh, you're saying you were you know, selling back into you know, the market that you just came from. Uh, yeah, so, so the positives of that is that I know the industry. Right. So, so that's really good. I, I know the industry. Uh, I, I, I know I, I have empathy for, yep. for what the, the, all the pain points mm-hmm. that, that go on within the freight brokerage. I, I didn't really know how to sell solutions oh, to that because it's different. Right. It is. And, okay. and, and you learn it. And, and I think, um, I, at least for my shoes, is that there is this whole world that I didn't know. Yeah. Or, or that, that I didn't really understand how. I, I guess really how to to go in and, and sell tech. So right? so, so that, I had to learn that from the ground up. Yeah, and so you know what I'm saying. You're humbling me right now, right? <laughs> so let's go back in time to like 2018, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, after coming out of like selling freight and selling that service essentially to people, um, you know, I knew what it was. I knew the pain points of customers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Moving into the tech side, I was now selling something that was not that. It was it was a, it was a physical it was an actual software product and it was different so yeah. i didn't come out it's as a like, little intangible too even it though is. it's a physical software yeah. package uh it's it's, it's intangible still there, well, there's some intangible qualities to it it's intangible and sometimes the roi is the also roi yes exactly right, right. yeah like, did we move the freight yes or no and did we do it with a certain percentage of you know slas and things like that mm-hmm. yes we met those requirements so product uh, as sold right you yes. got what you, you got what we sold you mm-hmm in the freight tech or any tech, you are you are selling something that's a little less intangible. The ROI is certainly more intangible. In, it's more abstract, super right? Super abstract. Yes. It's like, you know, how much time do we save people? Okay, well, how does that result in how do we even measure in my it? bank account? Right? I know, right? How do we measure the <laughs> yeah, time? Yeah. You know, so you have to go in or yeah. the, the customer has to go in and, and, and create different KPIs yep. to, to measure the ROI. Yep. And it's, it's tough. So this is what I'll say to it. I certainly have learned new ways to sell tech. One of the things I think that helped me do that is I'm in Silicon Valley and that's all people do is sell tech there. So when I talk to my colleagues in that area, I learned a ton. You do. Yes. You know, like I didn't really fun, like really understand how to run a discovery call. I you know, thought I knew paying questions and things like mm-hmm. that, but not really. You right? still have a lot to learn. Totally. Right? I mean, I think that's learning. my point. Like you're is, still... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You, you have that great industry knowledge, but you have to learn how to... There are to, some to, other skills. Yes. It's not just... The, industry knowledge will get you a couple sales. Yeah, it, it like, will. When you get out of that area, you've got to take some new uh, yes. strategies and you, you, need, you need new methods. Of, of new methods. There. You yeah. just don't hit the ground and run. Right. You hit the ground and you, you're... You have a, some distance, right? You're about on the thirty or forty or yard line. Yes, right, yes. because you know the industry, yep. you know the pain points or the perceived pain points. Right. You know what what your own pain points are, but then you you have to learn how to sell technology. So so let's take that, like you said, like the forty yard line. So you're like forty percent of the way there. Mm-hmm. Let's flip that on its head. So this is something that we face, and and, and maybe you guys face this even here at Freightwave, selling sonar and mm-hmm. things like that, or, or you know other products you're going to have. Yeah, right? definitely. So the other thing that I always look at, especially when I'm looking at salespeople to potentially hire for my, for for parade, is you know maybe you've got the other sixty percent of like you know how to sell tech, you know how to run mm-hmm. discovery, you know do, you know the process really well. 
but do you know freight? I know, right? Right? And, and, and so like in Silicon Valley, if I mention uh, in San Francisco, if I mention freight, one, that's not a word anybody's heard of there. If I say freight brokerage, we've now entered a realm of, of words that are now two words that don't make sense. If I mention like trucking companies, now we're getting back to, oh, I know what a truck is. Yeah. Right. So when we look at, you know, kind of like the, the, the industry knowledge versus the skill set, it's like this fine kind of like it's this balancing act. I need you to have both. What's easier to train? In my eyes, I think it's easier to train kind of the 60%. I do we too. Can, we can teach you to sell our technology or technology. What I can't do is take you to, uh, you know, USA Truck and sit on the carrier floor for three days and, and have you understand what these guys do every day. I, yeah, I, I agree completely. Yep. I, I, th- I think it's, it's easier to, to, you know, and coming from that, you know, learning the, the, the SaaS model or selling technology or in somewhat intangible yeah. to, to freight brokers was, was much easier to me because yep. I knew that I, I knew the industry. Yep. So I, I, I you know, it's not impossible. So any listeners out there who, you know, you work in a freight brokerage or asset based carrier, you're thinking about getting a freight tech, uh, you still have to learn the SaaS model, but it is very learnable. Very, po- it's it just very takes possible. a little experience. I mean, we, we see it. I mean, look at any freight tech company and look at, look at their sales teams. Um, whether it be trucker tools or maybe some sonar guys, mm-hmm. you know, freight friend, like whatever's out there, macro point, a lot of those guys came from the industry, yes. you know, uh, whether it was like the account side or like the carrier side, but we do see a lot of like overlap, like, oh, mm-hmm. f- you know, carrier, uh, f- former carrier leader, carrier rep leader firm Coyote is now at, you know, truck stop, for example. Yeah. Right. So yeah. tech companies in my eyes, like in our industry are looking for those folks. And they should. Right. They should. I, I just I, I just want to warn any any yeah. freight brokers out there who are thinking about the transition is that you still have a lot to learn. You have to oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a completely different <laughs> yes. process. Yes. Uh it's it's a different sell, but it's well worth learning. Because then uh, you'll have certainly. a SaaS experience too, which is very, very valuable. And I think too, like when you know any any good salesperson is always like a t- they're always a little bit hungry for knowledge mm-hmm. and, and hopefully they're they're very hungry for knowledge because like selling is not I mean, it's something you have to constantly hone in on and make really, you got to fine tune it, right? Yes. And if you want something outside of your world, come to, come to the sales, the SaaS side, and you're going to hold, you're going to learn a whole new set of skills that you mm-hmm. didn't even know was possible. Uh, exactly. It kind of yeah. goes back to, uh, the entrepreneurship at the beginning, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That so that's a whole always set be, of skills. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> it, it really is. It's a lot of sleepless nights yes. too. So, but, but basically you have to, 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 to build your process again. And iterate, iterate, iterate. Yep. yep. Iterate. But um, but that that wraps it up for, for this interview. Thank you very much, Kyle. Uh, how how do people get a get get in touch with you? Yeah. Um. So I'm on LinkedIn, Curtis Triber, T R Y B E R. I'm the only one on there with that, so that's easy to find. You can email me, Curtis at Parade.ai, um, or jump over to our website, Parade.ai. Um, and yeah, we'd love to talk to anybody in the space. You know, especially your listeners, like the sales guys. I mean. Oper, you know, whether they're in uh, account management for brokerage or carrier reps, uh, selling to carriers, like we talk to those people as well from, you know, a lot of times there are customers where we mm-hmm. go in and say, yeah, we've sold you products, but we also love to talk to those guys and actually help them with their carrier sales process and, and things like that. Yeah. So, so we're more of, we're not just the guys that sell technology. We're the guys that want to come and actually help your business. We have a solution that's going to help you get there. But there's an operational side that we love to kind of dabble in as well, just to get those guys uh, very good running hot. So. Very good. Well, that wraps it up for for this episode of Put That Coffee Down. You can download uh, Apple Podcasts anywhere podcasts are available. 
Uh, to you can you can get all our episodes. Please subscribe, you know, and they'll be downloaded automatically for you each week. Uh, but that wraps it up. Have a great day. <laughs> that was very good. That worked. Yeah, my great phone was buzzing though. I don't want